Hello, brothers and sisters in Christ. Welcome to another episode of the Effective Church Leaders Podcast, where, by the way, we believe every follower of Jesus is a leader, since every follower of Jesus has influence on someone's life. After all, isn't that the very definition of leadership? Having and exerting influence in someone's life? And we are your hosts, Becky and Carrie Holton. That's right. You know, we never just address elders, deacons, ministry leaders, and ministers in this podcast, even though we call it the Effective Church Leaders Podcast. No, right. no. we hope there is something in these podcasts for every follower of Jesus and not just, quote, church leaders, end quote. However, in this week's podcast, we definitely have every Christian in mind, don't we? Yes, we do. And today we want to answer Oh, what some might see is a really basic question. We're sure that when you hear the question we want to answer, some of you may think you could just better spend your time doing something else, and we understand that, but still, we hope you'll stick around with us to the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. We may say some things you won't expect, besides reminding each of us of some things we know but may have pushed to the back burner. Yeah. And, you know, we don't mind the ministry of reminder. If we, we could just remember. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, this seems to be what the New Testament authors often do. I mean, how many times do you find the word remember in the New Testament? They are busy to remind us of things that we already know and which you say, as you say, we, we, we don't want, they don't want us to forget. That's true. It really, there is a lot about memory in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And the question we want to address today is, Here we go. Why study the Bible? (laughs) And to answer this question, we're going to rely on some points made by Francis Chan in his book, Multiply. That's a book you really enjoyed, isn't it? I'm reading it now. And uh, actually, I got the idea for this podcast from one of the chapters in that book. It's just a really fine book. And as you know, I'm just on a Francis Chan kick these days. You are. I'm listening to a lot of his messages and reading his books, and he's so biblical, and he's so committed, he's so dedicated, he's so in earnest Mm -hmm. for being a disciple of Jesus. Anyway, for Christians, nothing should seem more natural than reading the Bible. And, you know, recently we came across a passage in our study of 1 Peter, you know, our online study of First Peter, right. that emphasizes this very point. The Apostle Peter wrote, like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow into salvation, First Peter 2, 2. As a newborn depends on milk to survive and to grow, we should equally depend on the words of Scripture for our spiritual survival and growth. That's right. And just think of the millions of people over the centuries and even today who have been impacted by the words of the Bible. I suppose millions of people over thousands of years have loved Scripture and have been impacted by Scripture. And if we, unlike them, do not love the Bible— Uh, We need to fall to our knees, I think, and pray that God will give us more of an appetite for the words of Scripture. I agree. Well, to begin, I think we should remind ourselves of what the Bible actually is. Perhaps the strongest thing we can say about the Bible is that it is the Word of God. But have you ever thought about what that means? Mm. The concept itself should probably blow our minds. Right. When we talk about the Bible, we're actually talking about something that the all-powerful, all-knowing, transcendent God decided to write to us. Now, what could be more important? 
You know, I was just thinking of how you would respond if you heard a voice from heaven speaking directly to you. (laughs) Wouldn't we listen to that voice with such reverence? Wouldn't we hang on every word? And shouldn't we approach the Bible with the same reverence, since it's God's Word written down for us? And you know, I'm really glad we are talking about this today. It's not popular to talk about the Bible today. And I think we need a reminder of how valuable and how vital this ancient text is. And how much respect we should have for it. Absolutely. Of course, if we really do believe that the Bible is the Word of God, then it should be much more than a book that we are familiar with, right? Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, it ought to shape every aspect of our lives. It should guide the decisions we make. We should model our lives after what we read there. It's, It's a book that's just that important. But, you know, even after we decide that the Bible is important, I think we still need to approach it in the right way and with the right motives. I agree. I agree. You know, we could say, I believe, that many Christians probably misuse the Bible because they never ask themselves why they are studying it in the first place. So in this episode, we want to talk about motives for studying the Bible. We want to talk about reasons why we should and why we should not study the Bible. So let's begin by talking about the possibility of studying the Bible for the wrong reasons. Let's start there. Okay. And isn't it possible that many actually do study it for the wrong reasons? One wrong reason for studying the Bible might be guilt. Now just think about that for a minute. We all know that we should be reading the Bible. It's just one of those things that Christians are told they're supposed to do. It's often added to a list with important things like church attendance and not cussing, things like that. Nobody wants to admit uh, that they read the Bible out of guilt or because they should, but of course, guilt can be a powerful motivator. I, I remember a time when I was younger and probably after I became a Christian that I started thinking, you know, I've, I've just got to read so many chapters a day, you know, a certain number. And if I, if I don't, then I'm not a dedicated Christian. I, I'm not committed to Jesus. But I don't believe God wants us to read his word because we feel like we have to. We don't want to be motivated by guilt because we're afraid not to read the Bible. I agree. I think that's true. You know, I think another reason uh, or another wrong motive for Bible study is status. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't you say that there is a certain status or air of respect reserved for those who know their Bibles well. Absolutely. Yeah, and rightly so. I mean, we should all aspire to know God's Word inside and out. But there are some that let you know how well they know it. That's true. Well, we should not aspire to know the Bible because we want to be respected by those who think that Bible knowledge gives us some degree of status. Right. Surely, God is pleased when we treasure his word. We should. But do you think he's pleased with a desire to appear intelligent? Does one's desire to be the go-to guy who is never stumped by a Bible question really bring God glory and honor? Mm, good question. What about one's desire to be recognized as the best or the most spiritual person in the room? No, I don't think God would be pleased with that kind of pride. And I was just thinking about a story I remember. I hadn't thought about this in a long time, but I remember something Raymond Kelsey once said to us preacher students at Oklahoma Christian. He said, be careful about quoting too much scripture. Now, doesn't that sound like strange advice? Mm -hmm. 
His concern, of course, was that preachers would impress or try to impress others because of how much scripture they had memorized. He didn't want listeners saying, wow, look at how much scripture that preacher can quote. He was afraid that quoting a lot of scripture could lead to pride and to a desire for status in the minds of those who might be impressed by that preacher's ability to memorize scripture. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard preachers quote lists of kings and prophets, and rightly or wrongly, I often wondered why they were quoting those lists. I didn't quite understand why they would run through those lists. Was it just to show how much they had memorized? Was it to just impress? Was it to gain some kind of status in the eyes of their listeners who might say, oh, look how much scripture they know? You know, in fact, to your point that you just said, you know, I have heard preachers, you know, use a lot of scripture and they quote it on and they go on and on and on. And I know that I started to listen to how much scripture they were quoting, not the scriptures they were quoting. And I guess we should add here that there's nothing wrong with quoting scripture. No. Or memorizing not, scripture. No, and we're not trying to put people down no. that know a lot. No. It's just we're saying be careful, you know, with the motivation. If we're quoting it for the wrong reason. Right, right. To impress, to gain status in the eyes of others, that's mm-hmm. when it's a wrong motive. And to look more spiritual, even. Those, yes. those are Those are temptations by the evil one to use something good for flawed purposes. Exactly. And, of course, we're not talking about studying too much either. No. It's not about studying the Bible too much. I I don't believe we can study the Bible too much, frankly. It's about our motivation. It's possible for a Christian to be motivated by status when we should be motivated by a desire to know God, to be changed by his word, and to grow in our love for him and for the people around us. Right. I I think that's a really good point, too. And I'd add a third wrong motive for studying the Bible. And let's ask our listeners to think about this one and chew on it a minute before deciding that we've lost our minds. (laughs) And it is a poor motivation for studying the Bible is just to find teaching material. Okay. Sounds weird, doesn't it? It does. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, Bible teachers need to study the scriptures in order to teach well. But what we're talking about is studying the Bible simply because we have a Bible study to lead or a Bible class to teach or a sermon to preach. Uh, That's the only reason we're in the Word is just for that. And again, it's not wrong to use the Bible in preparation for teaching other people. In fact, it's absolutely necessary The problem arises when we begin to approach the Bible only as a resource or a source for teaching material. You know, if you're in a role where you preach or teach to others, you know, maybe some little little known factoid or you just are bringing out something that someone will never know, do you find yourself just simply scanning the Bible for nuggets to share because of how it will cause you to look? Or do you soak in the scriptures because of what they have to say to you, listening to what God wants to teach you, allowing the Bible to transform you in unexpected ways? And then that's what you can't wait to share is how God has changed you through these verses and these message from the scriptures. Excellent thought. Excellent. Well, why don't we shift gears and briefly talk about some proper motivations for studying the Bible? Good idea. Okay, well, one good reason for studying the Bible is just simply to to teach us about God. I mean, we might ask, why did God give us the Bible? 
And surely the most basic answer to that question is that he wanted to tell us about himself. Mm-hmm. You know, from beginning to end, from Genesis to Revelation, God is the subject of the scriptures. He's the protagonist. He's the main character. Everything in the Bible is centered on God. The Bible is God's story. Mm-hmm. It's through the Bible that we learn who God is and, you know, what he's like. We learn about his power and justice. We learn about his love and mercy and grace. We learn about his faithfulness and his holiness. You know, we all want to study the Bible in order to understand God's better. Yeah. I think that's very important that we understand that right at the Mm -hmm. outset is that we want to learn more about God, and that's why we turn to Scripture. I think another reason, though, to study the Bible is we want to learn how God wants us to live. Right. I mean, God wants us to live godly lives like, like his life. He wants us to serve him. And the Bible tells us how we can do that and how God wants us to live. And just now I'm thinking of that great passage in 2 Timothy chapter 3, where Paul wrote that all Scripture is inspired by God, or more literally, all Scripture is God-breathed. And it's profitable for teaching and for reproof, for correction and for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. When you think about it, although God used human authors to write each book of the Bible, Scripture is breathed out by God. He himself is the ultimate source of these words. And why did he give us these words? So that we would be complete, mature people who are equipped and ready to do anything God asks us to do. Absolutely. Don't you think it's helpful? Well, absolutely. Actually, it's vital that we understand that we don't study to gain knowledge. We study to be changed by God. I like that. Absolutely I, We vital. do study to gain knowledge, but if we're just trying to gain knowledge, mm-hmm. right? Right. Uh, we gain knowledge so that we will be changed. I think you can even approach Scripture by just wanting to be changed and transformed, and you will gain knowledge along the way. Yeah. I mean, that's the number one reason why we approach Scripture is for God to change us. God does that in many ways, of course, through His Spirit, but also through Scripture. Well, he does, and doesn't that remind us of that passage over in James where he says, uh, don't just hear the word, do it. Right. I mean, you'd be foolish to look into a mirror and see something needed to be changed and walk away and not change it. Right. So Mm -hmm. I like your point Mm -hmm. that we don't read Scripture just to gain knowledge. We read Scripture to be changed into the image of Jesus. Okay, good. Absolutely. And I think another reason we should study the Bible is to develop a closer relationship with God. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, every relationship requires communication, doesn't it, honey? You remind me of that often. (laughs) Yes, you do. Well, every relationship requires that (laughs) loving expression of, you know, each person's thoughts, their emotions, their concerns, their dreams, their strengths. That all strengthens the relationship and deepens closeness and intimacy. And that just translates over to God. That's This is how relationships with one another function. So why would it be any different with the Lord God who created relationships? Well, I think you're right about that. I, I know I'm right about communication. <laughs> I know you're right about it. <laughs> Do we well, need to bleep this part out? No, well, we probably should. <laughs> well, you know, when we open the Bible, we, we really are engaging with God's communication to us. We really are. Yeah, mm-hmm. We are strengthening our relationship with God. So if we approach the Bible with humility, eagerly listening for God to speak to us, 
then as you say, we are drawing closer to the one we were made to be in relationship with. True Bible study must always have intimacy with God as a primary goal. Right, right. Well, I'm sure there are other very fine reasons for studying the Bible, but I think this has been a good start. And if you are a faithful, dedicated disciple of Jesus and you have hung with us to this point, thank you, because we know this is a very basic question that we're talking about. We should study the Bible to learn more about God, to learn how God wants us to live and to develop a closer relationship with God. We know these things, but we need to be reminded. That's right. And wrong motives for studying the Bible would be guilt, the desire for status, and solely to acquire teaching material. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think this has been a good reminder for all of us that before we can you know, learn the Bible, and before we develop skills for studying the Bible, we need to work through our motivation for why we're doing it in the first place, why we even want to study this book. Because unless our heart is right, we we just stand in a really scary place of being um, prone to misuse Scripture, mm-hmm. no matter how much of it we know and no matter how skilled we are at studying it. Well, you know what Scripture teaches? The heart is very important. Yes. Motivation is very important. Mm -hmm. Having the proper motivation for what we do for God, well, it's just vital. Right, it is. Well, friends, that's enough for today. And please plan to join us next week for another episode of the Effective Church Leaders Podcast, where we believe everyone deserves the support they need in becoming more informed, more confident, and more effective servants of the Lord. 